life, sex, goals, and oh, hell knows, this is Midlife Cravings. Holy motherfucking shit. I am back. Barely, but I made it. I'm making it, I should say. Actually, I'm, you know, always a work in progress. And my voice may not sound as enthusiastic and the range might not be there right now because I'm still recovering from the tonsillectomy. More on that later. Before we get started, I want to thank you so much for all of the feedback from episode 50. That episode was a lot of fun for me, and I'm loving to hear how much you enjoyed it as well. To know that you're feeling more confident in the bedroom, you're open to exploring and getting tons of pleasure out of it all, it makes my heart sing. If there's one thing that I know, it's that this is my passion, my purpose. Being sex positive, normalizing topics, and openly discussing them, leading to more confidence and overall better sex for everyone, it fuels me, that's for sure. I also want to share a new toy that I am really loving right now. By the way, I feel like, is this real life? (laughs) Like, I get to fuck myself, enjoy mind-blowing orgasms, and then tell you all about it and share the love and climaxes. Like, (laughs) this is a dream, let me just tell you. So let's talk about this toy from tracysdog.com. It's called Coco. It is a waterproof, completely bendable, soft, and simple vibrator that packs one hell of a punch. And by far, this is the quietest vibrator I've ever had in my entire life. What I love most about her is she's easy to use, and this is a great toy for beginners. Also, it's a great size, and again, so fucking quiet, which is perfect for a partner. The third setting is super strong, and the sixth setting is something new for me. It's funny, like Rosie, this one has a good sixth setting. It's like a slow rise up and down vibration, and it actually, it made me come pretty quick. Again, this is called Coco on tracysdog.com, and use code CRAVERS20 for 20% off, and guess what? She's less than 20 bucks with that deal, so highly recommend adding this toy to your buzz box. So... 2023 has not been great so far. Let's see. In what, 60 days, my basement flooded. I lost my studio. My garage door fell off. uh, I've been sick twice and I got a tonsillectomy. Unfortunately, I had some major complications with that as well. We'll talk about that a little bit. I do want to share a highlight though, and that was a week in Disney World. I took my daughter the week before my surgery, along with a great lifestyle friend of mine and her daughter, and it was truly a magical week. I got to meet one of my fans and bumped into a fellow podcaster friend of mine, Kara from Kara's Lipstick Diaries. We made it on all of the rides that we wanted to. We had amazing weather, and it was really, it was just a really great time. I feel like there was like so much stuff, funny stuff that happened that week. Um, So we stayed at Universal. Usually I stay on Disney property, but this time our daughters really wanted to do the whole Harry Potter thing. And if you know Harry Potter and Universal, you know that the Harry Potter, the Hagrid's motorbike adventure is like the best ride. And I will stand by that. It is the best ride I've ever been on. But I got some pro tips from a friend that said, you know, you need to run in the morning to the ride, like get there at 730 early, you know, rope drop is at eight and run. And so my friend, 
my friend just went along with it and we bust in the gates and my, my other friend told me the pro tip is you know she's like the workers will tell you stop running she's like but keep running because when you get there it'll be like a 20 minute wait and by time you get off it'll be two two and a half hours and she was not lying about that so we're running and this couple was so cute next to us and they were like she looked at me and she was like where are we going <laughs> and I was like Hagrid's and she was like oh okay and I was like wait you don't know what that is she was like no we just decided to follow you (laughs) oh my god like it was so funny to me like I love that that to me is like Disney magic like theme park magic you have no idea where you're going you end up getting like the pro tip on the best ride first of the day and we got stuck at the very end so we enjoyed the entire ride got stuck on the end and we're given passes uh, fast passes to come back on again so we got to ride it again at night with no wait and 10 out of 10 park day you know what I mean like it's amazing when that happens I definitely needed that break after all that went on in January and I have another funny story so oh my god on the last night, it rained, and I took my daughter to dinner. It was just me and her. She was craving pizza. I was craving beer, and the night was going great. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, she's like, it feels like it's raining in here. <laughs> I look above our table, and there's like a leak happening in one of the creases in the ceiling, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like I'm so unfazed by all the bullshit in my life that I was like, here, just take this glass. And I put a glass where it was dropping. And then another one started. So I put like my beer bottle over there. And another one. So I was like, shit. So we had three like droplet bowls on our fucking table. And we're just sitting there eating pizza and water's just dropping all over. <laughs> the server comes by. He's like, oh my God. And I'm, and I'm like, no, like this is fine. Everything is fine. The manager came by and they actually comped our meal. They were like, oh my God, we're so sorry. But I'm like, after all of the flooding and shit that's gone on around my house, like this feels completely normal. Like we're fine. <laughs> it was just funny. Like, that's life, you know, shit happens. Am I going to cry about it? No, I'm just going to, you know, whatever it takes, let's get through it. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about my tonsillectomy. I actually feel like I'm getting in the groove here. I can feel like my voice is coming back a little better. I've been struggling with that. Um, First, you know, I just want to say that I feel like tonsillitis, strep, and all of the above throat problems have become a major issue for many around me. I don't know if it's from COVID or what. And by the way, I asked my doctor, it is not from sucking dick. (laughs) But if you're out there and you're struggling with this, let me just tell you, make a tonsillectomy your very last option. Um, I did get to the point where antibiotics weren't working anymore, but I really do wish I would have tried at least a few more things before I underwent this procedure. Like I would have, should have seen a witch doctor or some shit, something. So I could have said, I tried it all like last resort. Now I'm going in for this because, um, this was rough. And listen, I've been around. I've had many surgeries, including two back surgeries. One of them was like four fucking level fusions, okay? Like, I know pain. And I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance. But this surgery, this was different. It fucking hurts. Like, hot, searing pain. As if you drank acid. And let me just tell you, your throat sure does look like you did. I'll spare you the details, but it was so bad that there was a good 48-hour period where I just spit in a trash can. Like, rather than swallowing once, (laughs) I just spit in trash cans. And you guys know I'm not a spitter. (laughs) Like, it was that fucking bad. And that on top of the fact that you can't eat, it's just, it's pure misery. I remember there was one point where I was trying to get down one of those kids' applesauces. Like, 
it had been two days and I was absolutely starving and feeling like shit. And it took me about 30 minutes to get one of those down. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And the mornings were the worst, you know, if it weren't for this ice pack thing that I would religiously fasten around my big ass head, <laughs> I would have absolutely died. My schedule just was taking meds to avoid chasing the pain every two hours, oxy, ibuprofen, Tylenol, like that was my existence, an alarm set for every two hours. So then you're not sleeping and it was just, it was fucked up. Okay. Oh, but let me tell you a highlight. On my second day, I got a DM from a guy named Cozy who was like, yo, I'm about to get mine out today. And he sent me a selfie. (laughs) And then he sent me a mirror selfie dressed in full surgery garb with his ass hanging out. Like it's one of the funniest photos. I saved it to my camera roll, Cozy. So you're done. I absolutely loved it. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I would not appreciate an unsolicited nude, but this was perfect for the occasion and absolutely positively hysterical. Cozy and I became fast friends during all this. I was like, we're at war together and we were each other's saving graces through it all. Actually, I'm really excited because it's coming on the next episode. So we'll share some funny memories and, of course, talk a lot about sex. It's going to be a really great time. Also, we made a date in April, and I am so excited to meet him and eat all of the crunchy foods, like fucking wings and chips, like hard chips, and like fucking things that will scratch your throat, you know? <laughs> we have a to-do list, that's for sure. Okay, so here's when things get interesting. On day six, I woke up for the first time ever, and I wasn't crying from pain, okay? Like the searing burn in my throat was gone. And I truly thought like, wow, today's going to be a great day. You know, maybe I'm turning a corner. I took my girl to school. I came home and I was going to do a bunch of stuff, but I was just feeling really tired. I didn't eat. I didn't drink anything. I just went back to sleep. So I'm laying there and all of a sudden, like, I can't stop swallowing. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, am I, am I like, like, post-nasal drip? Like, am I getting sick? What's happening? And so I sh- I sat up and blood just like shot out of my nose. And then I opened my mouth and blood was coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like it was all over my shirt. So I raced to the bathroom and I just was sitting there spitting up blood. And, you know, I was panicked, but not enough to where I was like, mm, maybe I should call 911. And and actually, like my first thought was, oh, they're going to take forever to get here. And it's probably going to cost me like $1,500 to have the ambulance ride. So, so all I did was I called Katina. I just dialed her number and she picked up the phone and I really couldn't form a sentence. I was kind of gurgling and she just said, I'm coming. I'll be right there. Um, she raced over to my house, called my doctor My doctor was like, go immediately to the surgery center. I couldn't talk at this point, so I had a towel on my mouth. But luckily, the bleeding did slow down. Um, And Katina rushed me to the surgery center. And I remember we were in the car, and it hurt so fucking bad. Like, I just felt like, I don't know, it felt like something in my throat was ripping. Like, I mean, I'm talking, this is some fucked up shit, okay? Uh, We get to the surgery center. And let me just tell you, like, Katina, like, that girl... If I've talked about her, you know, she's been on the show. You guys know her. I've talked about how I wish everyone had a Katina in their life. But man, like 
She is my soulmate, my right hand, my forever life savior. Like she really went truly above and beyond for me. And I will forever be grateful for her for saving me this day. So she bursts into the surgery center. She's like, I have Adrian Hollister. Um, she needs to be seen right away. Like she's like busting down doors. I'm like, God damn. I was just so thankful because she took care and handled everything because I really, I, I couldn't, you know. So we get in there and... uh it, like I said, the bleeding had slowed down. The doctor was like, you know, let's monitor you. Cause, and he said to me, he said, Adrian, if you go, if you have surgery today, like you're, you're reset, like you're starting back on day one. And I'm looking at him like, no fucking way. Like that's so daunting to me. That's not, that's like fucking not happening. Cause he was like, it's basically going to be like starting over. And I had already survived six days of hell. Okay. So I'm like, this isn't happening right now. So they set me up in this room. I'm like doing a humidifier thing. And I actually was feeling pretty calm. Like I was like, okay, maybe this is going to heal. Maybe the bleeding will stop and they can just send me home and I'll be back on my way to healing, right? Uh, Katina had to go run an errand and she was like, I'll be back, you know, whatever. So I'm sitting in this room and all of a sudden I'd like to start choking again. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. And at this point, blood's coming out of everywhere. Um, I'm trying not to share too much. I know this is disgusting, but it was alarming. And I just was, I got up and I stood like in the middle of the recovery area and I screamed, Jesus fucking Christ, like blood shooting everywhere. And the doctor came out and he was like, that's it. You're, he's like, you're going, you're going back. So this all happened. This was a blur, a fucking blur. So they rushed me into an OR and I was sitting on the table. And at this point, I'm just holding, you know, a towel in front of me and blood's gushing out. And they're like, you know, you need to lay back. And if I laid back, it felt like I was suffocating. So I didn't want to do that. And they were like, listen, you have to lay down. And I was kind of belligerent because I didn't want to because it felt like I, it felt like I was swallowing a balloon. Like it felt like a balloon was in my throat and I couldn't breathe. So I was like, I don't want to lay down. I can't fucking breathe. So, oh, my God, they and I know they were just doing their jobs, but like they tied me down to the table, which was super alarming to me because um, I couldn't breathe. And I knew they were going to you know, get right in there. But and they put this mask over my face. I didn't even have an IV at this point. They jammed an IV into my arm. I smelled the propofol and I was just like blowing blood into a mask. And uh, that was my last memory. <laughs> so um it was fucking traumatic. And uh, it took me some time to get over that. I definitely had some sleepless nights after I had a hard time laying down, um, which is weird, but I guess to be expected because it was just so traumatic. Ugh. So that was my last memory on a random fucking Tuesday morning. So I wake up and Katina's standing there and my doctor's in front of her and Katina's looking at me. <laughs> Mind you, I'm, I'm fucked up. Okay. My throat, like I'm delirious. I don't even know what day it is. And Katina's looking at me. She has her arms crossed and she's just shaking her head. And I'm like, oh God. So the doctor's like, you know, we stopped the bleeding. He's like, I did have to put some stitches in. And I'm like, stitches? Like in the back of my fucking throat? What the fuck? And Katina's shaking her head like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And he goes, and Adrian, he was like, I accidentally burned the shit out of your tongue. He's like, it's bad. And I'm like, what? So supposedly, I guess, you know, I know it was like an emergency thing. There's a lot of blood. They had a tube down there. I mean, this shit is fucked, right? And he accidentally burned the back of my tongue really deep. And he was like, really honest. He was so sorry. And he was like, if that's going to hurt more than anything. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so 
I would say this is when I hit a real low. Um, I came home from surgery. I laid in my bed in complete silence. Um, For the next three days, that was my existence. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty fucking bad. Um, Even Cozy couldn't lift my spirits. I was just so down and broken. And I usually don't get like that. But that setback really fucked me up. Finally, by the weekend, my daughter came back home. And that really helped. Um, I was starting to feel a little better. And things started to turn around, you know. The next hurdle was my voice. So because of all the trauma, and it was impossible to speak at times with the tongue burn, I was actually having a hard time with my speech. And that was wild. Like, I couldn't pronounce certain sounds. I couldn't pronounce L's or U's. And that was fucking odd and scary and a lot to go through. You know, like, as a podcaster, I'm thinking, and you know, with everything that you do in life, like your speech and your talking is everything. And um. Oh, that was that was hard to get through. But I just I was trying not to get too consumed about with it and about it. And, you know, after a few more days, healing went by and eventually I began to be on the mend. Like I said, um, I know my voice is probably going to sound a little, you know, it comes in waves like I'm super low and then I get excited and then um, it gets high. And but after I'm done recording this, like I probably won't talk until tomorrow now um, just because my voice has to rest or it will be gone. Um, I'll never forget too. like, it was finally the point because it had been two weeks since my original surgery, a week since my second surgery. And I ate actual food for the first time at Katina's house. And I almost cried. Like, <laughs> like that shit is crazy. Like it fucks you up. I remember that Kanye West song when he's talking about like through the wire when he's like, it'll drive a man, drive a man crazy. Like it will like drinking insurers and sipping through a fucking straw. Like, <laughs> That shit's tough to do for weeks on end. So now exactly two weeks after my second surgery, I would say I'm about 80%. Um, I'm still struggling with my voice and energy and my sleep schedule's disastrous, but I'm getting there. I will say, you know, when I first got it done, I was like, I'm glad they're gone. Like that was worth it. I'm glad they're gone. After the emergency surgery, I was like, well, that was fucking dumb. Like I should have never fucking done that. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I'm back on the, all right, I'm glad they're gone. I am. Um, But I'm still not where I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I got this surgery. Like (laughs) hashtag too soon. It's been a fucked up three weeks. So maybe in time I'll feel better about it all. Geez, that's a lot of a lot of doom and gloom on here. <laughs> I will say I did have so much love during my recovery. My family, Katina, friends, they truly supported me so much. My lifestyle gals sent me tons of stuff. And one of my really great friends, she visited me three times. And I couldn't even really function or talk. And she just sat with me, which is something that I really needed. Those were my best days when she was there. My friends sent me beautiful flowers, soft foods, and even, um, oh my God, a penis popsicle mold. So <laughs> they know me. Like at that point, I was like, all right, I can laugh again. I can have fun with this. I also received so many messages from you guys on Instagram. Some of you checked in almost every day with me, and it meant a lot to me. It really did. I know what you're thinking. Adrian, when can you get back in the game? <laughs> so many, so many messages asking me that. And here's the thing. Not until I'm feeling 100%, like 100 fucking percent. And I'm waiting to do that until it's with my Dom. He makes me feel safe and comfortable. And I choose to break in my new throat with him. 
I will say this, though. There is a lot more space back there now. There's so much more room for activities. (laughs) So it's going to be exciting to see. Again, 2023 just hasn't been my year so far, but I'm not going to let it ruin me. This shit is not going to get me down. Spring is right around the corner, and I have some seriously exciting things to look forward to. Here's a few spoilers. So the biggest news is I'm getting an all-new studio, and it's sponsored by Tracy's Dog, which is so fucking huge for me. I'm working on a new project with them, and it's a game changer for me, guys. I'm so excited about it. More details coming soon, I promise, but lots of work behind the scenes, and I love their team and so looking forward to this. I also have several fun lifestyle events coming up, including a girl's day to an all-male burlesque show, which is going to be a fucking blast. Like I told, I told my friend, I was like, I want balls in my face, balls in my face. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I'll post lots of pictures on my Instagram too. I'm going to be working harder this spring than possibly ever before, but I'm doing what I love and it brings me so much happiness. I feel lucky, you know, to be selfish with my time in this phase of life, truly focus on myself and my goals, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Before we go, I need to tell my single ladies about this site. So on Facebook, there's a group named Are We Dating the Same Guy? They're local to your area, and it's a treasure trove of information on men from dating apps and what women have experienced with them. Now, before you get in your panties in a bunch, men, many are the many of the posts are positive, motivational, and downright encouraging, which is nice to see. But there are some serious red flags and major tea. Like, and it's not just one or two stories. It's multiple women sharing eerily similar experiences with someone. So I actually saw a few guys I've met on there. And one who I actually had negative experiences with had about 30 comments that blew my mind. Things like, he's flaky, always inconsistent, always playing the game, too many unsolicited dick pics. There was a long-term girlfriend who commented and said how he cheated on her for most of their relationship. A girl shared how, oh my God, she was like, he bragged all night about how successful he was and then asked me to pay for dinner. Like, oh my God. Worse is one woman said, he also has a problem. I had to give him CPR because he overdosed on our date. Like, what the fuck? But those are things like, and I was just thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like, I'm so proud to say, like, I never met him because all of my alarms were ringing, right? The old Adrian, she would have because he is. He is fucking gorgeous and he checks all the bad boy boxes. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that I love. And he was packing massive heat in his pants, like for like baby's arm holding an apple. But no, 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 no. I have lived. I have learned and I will forever follow my gut and instincts. Like imagine the bullet I dodged with that one. I can't reiterate this enough. Like if you get a bad vibe, there's a reason. Cut them off. Know your worth and respect yourself first, always. Don't be tolerating any bullshit from anyone. By the way, the assholes of the world, you know, men and women, continue this behavior because it works for them. 
Not for us, right? Like, no. (laughs) Go look in the mirror. We are leveling up. If you are out here in the wild dating, I highly recommend this site. And again, it's not all negative. There's tons of encouragement too. You know, stay safe out there. (laughs) And guys, by the way, I know it goes both ways. In fact, listen, like I'm the first one to say, bitches be crazy, all right? Like, and maybe there's one for ladies on the dating apps as well. Like, let me know on Facebook if there's a group. One called, you know, are we dating the same woman? Like, I don't know. I would recommend that too, if there is one. (sighs) This episode is short and sweet and a quick little catch up for you guys. I am actually going to go rest my voice now. And I will see you in two weeks when I'm hopefully feeling 100% with my friend Cozy on the show. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys are going to love them.